0: BBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Triple B. I am Scott T73
0: along with... Romo. Go. That's right.
1: So, hey, we are back again for another weekly installment of Triple B. And uh, today we're going to talk... Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Kevin Hogan. Who is now the new quarterback, starting quarterback of your Cleveland Browns? So, what do we think, Robo? Do we uh, do we like this? Do we not like this? We
2: well, you know, if you would have if you would have asked me in we'll say any month from December through July, how surprised? Or how I would rate the probability of Kevin Hogan being the starting quarterback for the Browns in in what are we week week six? Yes, in week six, and it is not due to injury. Um, I I would have I would have taken that bet. Yeah. Um, I this is a completely this is completely unforeseen development in the quarterback rotation for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, not only, I mean, it's it's not necessarily unsurprising that that Kessler, or not not Kessler, but Kaiser ended up benched. Right. But but that Hogan was the guy that supplanted Kaiser, and it wasn't Kessler, it wasn't Brock Osweiler. Uh, we are actually for real starting Kevin Hogan at quarterback, uh, and it blows my mind.
1: But well, and 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 you look at. You know where we were at the beginning of training camp. Uh It was Kessler. Well, well actually, it was Kessler, Osweiler, Kaiser, Hogan. Right. Was was your were, were, you know were the 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 depth chart for your four quarterbacks? And Hogan managed to climb the ladder right. legitimately, he and he actually technically should have started. I think. I think that was an error by Hugh. I think Hugh wanted to start Kaiser and see what he had. I think he really likes Kaiser's potential. Um, But honestly, I think if he was objective about it, Hogan won that job.
2: Well, I think that's... I won't go that far. Um, and, And the reason why I won't go that far is that Hogan, throughout the preseason, never... Never played with the ones or against the ones. But he and so should have. Everything that he, maybe he should have, but but Hogan ascended from fourth string, fourth string to second string from game from the beginning of preseason, from game one of the preseason to game four of the preseason. And I, I think that I think that Hugh Jackson likes doing things in incremental steps mm-hmm. so I think that that Kaiser had a step past or that that Osweiler had a step above Kessler and Kaiser had a step above Kessler and then step above Osweiler Weiler, and Kogan had to s- surpass all of them in order to get his position right and I don't think that i don't I don't necessarily think that Hugh Jackson um, I think I think Hugh Jackson is is sort of being objective. I mean he's clearly biased towards towards Kaiser and his development. But I think that when you have a like against like comparison, especially when you see Kaiser in the first half against the Jets and then Hogan in the second half against the Jets, when you have when you're playing with the same wide receivers and when you're playing with the same offensive line and when you're playing against the same defense and seeing the stark difference between the two quarterbacks, I think that was really the 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 jolt of reality that Hugh Jackson needed to say, okay, well, if I'm going to be at least partially uh, true to my stated value of winning now, then I need to start Kevin Hogan, because there is no way in the world that anybody can say that that Kaiser is more more ready to play a football game tomorrow than Kevin Hogan.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with that. Um <clears throat> I think also that uh you know the, the, the big discussion now is that this is the wrong thing to do, um the wrong message to send, you're you're you know showing Kaiser that he's done and we're never gonna bring Kaiser back now because we can't um and I completely disagree with this. Um I, I think it's hogwash. Um I think this is actually the best thing you can do for Kaiser's development right now. Um I think this should have been done from game one. Uh because I don't think Kaiser was ready. Uh but you know at the same time we're we're kind of correcting a mistake. We're gonna sit Kaiser. Don't know if it's gonna be for one game, a couple games the rest of the season we'll see how Hogan plays out but I think Kaiser who I might remind people came into this league as a quarterback who was too raw to start right this was not supposed to be a quarterback who could start right away yep and that was even Hugh saying that after they picked him you know he told people this you know he might not be starting this this is a quarterback that probably was not ready to start, and started too early. Instead of letting him continue, when you clearly can see that he's starting to lose it.
2: And and you know the the things that I see with Kaiser, that that he needs to fix. I think a lot of what he needs to do, I think is is away from the speed of the game. I think I think he needs to work on well I mean maybe maybe this maybe I, I think he needs to work on staring down receivers. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to work on as as you pointed out, uh the the art of selling the play action. I oh, think right. he needs to work on touch. Yeah. And and all of these things the, and and in in addition to just general accuracy and mechanics to be more consistent with his accuracy, um and and right now Kaiser to me seems like a the next generation of Brandon Whedon, and he doesn't need to end like like Brandon Whedon did, and he well, but... doesn't need to cease his development like Brandon Whedon did. But let's, still... let's
1: be honest here. Let's be honest here. If Brandon Whedon was twenty one years old coming into this league better his his his, he he would have been treated differently Mm -hmm. you know he probably still would have been on this team and he probably would have you know became a starter and an okay starter at that you know but he wasn't 21 he was old at least in quarterback terms um (laughs) and he kind of he, he kind of instantly made that transition into backup vet you know because of his yep. age he's he's good enough to come in and be a backup for you you know he has he has the skills he has the arm he's just he's not young enough for you to waste valuable time on you know bringing him up he's just he is what he is Yep. So saying that Kaiser is like a Whedon isn't necessarily a bad thing.
2: No, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but in, and I just think that, I just think that that's the most, this is the most apt comparison for right. skill sets that we've seen in the Browns. Well,
1: I agree. And, and you, uh. you brought up the, the selling the play action. And that was uh, something that we talked about off the air. Um, there was a, a, article today that had a few uh, video breakdowns of Hogan, and it was actually talking about why he is um, ready to start and why he is probably the best option for the Browns right now. Um, and that was one of the things that they showed was Kaiser selling the play action and Hogan selling the play action. And they were night and day. I mean, Hogan was selling it. People bit. I mean, they showed him do it a few times with the Jets, and the Jets bit every time. They showed Kaiser doing it.
2: Big deal. Because in in selling the play action, it's like, oh, well, that's just a little thing that quarterbacks do. No, that that completely moves the secondary. It moves the safety position. It moves the linebackers out of position. And that's the difference between a completion and a non-completion. Or a completion and a tackle right away and a completion and and several yards after the catch.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, I mean, they, they
1: showed one where the play action actually took the Jets defense to the opposite side of the field that the play was going. Which, like you said, was the difference between hitting your guy and him getting tackled right away and Hogan being able to hit his guy and pick up another five yards. You know, and then the, the other thing they went over was um, throwing receivers open, which Hogan does. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Hogan, you know, yes, Hogan is not the most accurate passer in the world. He doesn't have Kaiser's arm. But his arm isn't bad. It's not bad. It's it's average.
2: So he he came out of college and he was rated with a below average arm. And I think this is a really important point to... to talk about is that his 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 mechanics coming out of college was this really long and wonky throwing motion it was horrible Uh,
1: it was ugly there was
2: there was one guy who described it like he was trying to throw a pumpkin over a fence um and and it was it was clearly like it was clearly a disaster and and you know we saw him last fall and it and we saw how not pretty hogan threw last fall but he clearly did a lot of work. Oh, in he the worked off-
1: with. Uh, Who did he work with? He worked with somebody in the off season, and the the, the guys worked with cousins, um, at Tannehill. If that anybody cares, I mean,
2: Tannehill's made a lot of. I mean, if Tannehill
1: could stay healthy, I think he'd be a great quarterback. But he's he, he's worked with, with, with these quarterbacks, and you can see the improvement. I mean, you, you can actually
2: see. And so I I think this is really important to talk to to say that we have to admit that that one Hogan maybe or probably has not even yet reached his his potential that that his growth has not slowed yet. Right. And the, the speed of his growth might indicate that in that that if he does well this year, we can see equal improvement next year, and maybe he is a quarterback of the future for us or a potential franchise quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying I think he's going to be, but I'm thinking that, that all of the hysteria about why are we starting somebody who's never going to be the quarterback of the future, uh, I think that's, that's unfounded, or I think we need to hold judgment for that into the offseason. Right. And certainly, that also means that, that the same improvement that we saw from Hogan from year one to year two we can still see that from Kaiser from year one to year two. Oh yeah, and just yeah, seeing all of these issues from Kaiser, and and that means that he's not the best option for us today. It but this again, is, again, this is giving
1: coaches data points. Right. Again, Kaiser was never supposed to start this year anyway.
2: And and so this experience is giving tape for him to take home and him to take to his his. His whoever he uses to to coach his mechanics, right, and go and run those drills and say these are the
1: things I need to work on. Yeah, exactly. And he's shown that he has the ability to learn and he wants to learn. Right. So yeah, this to me this is not as big of a deal as a lot of people are making it. But the bottom line is, and Orange and Brown on the on in the chow brought this up quite. Pointedly and many times, um, so far this season, Kevin Hogan is responsible for almost all of our points. Yep, you know he's he's definitely outscored Kaiser in that category. And yes, yep. some of that was during the garbage time that everybody likes to claim exists. Um, but at the same time, he he's that was been one touchdown points. in
2: garbage time. Yep.
1: You know, he's been scoring points. He scored all of our points for the Jets, or against the Jets, not for the Jets. He didn't score any for the yep. Jets.
2: Well, and and to be fair, though, I mean, Kaiser should have at least had, what, six points? No, three points.
1: There was a missed field goal there, wasn't there? There in the was first a missed half? field goal, but he also threw two interceptions in the red zone.
2: That's also true. Well, he threw one interception in the red zone. Yeah, okay, one. Against the Jets, and then there was one terrible pitch to Crowell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the the fumble. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so look, he's... I think this is a good thing for Kaiser and a good thing for his development. I think he needs to sit down and just breathe. And just no pressure learn the game you know watch the plays discuss why things were working why something didn't work you know what you would have done there just let him let him learn let him sit and learn and I think that's really what he needs right now because he's he's starting to look shell-shocked and that's not what we want we don't want to
2: couch this poor boy yeah I also think that that Browns fans as a whole uh, need to detach themselves from the idea that that Kaiser developing Kaiser is the only way to the future.
1: Well, and that's the Uh, other thing is that the the other argument here is that by sitting Kaiser and starting Hogan, we're not going to know what we have in Kaiser. So we're not going to take a QB.
2: Or that Kaiser's the only person in on the team with the with the talent to become a franchise QB, and we are losing the the opportunity to create development even if it's marginal and in in inches instead of yards right. because because he's at that point of, of saturation for development in a game that that any snaps are better than the no snaps and right. I think both trees of logic are flawed I think I think as you Rightly pointed out that we have we we still might draft a quarterback in the top five this this next draft, and and we we do have tape on Kaiser and he's a known entity and and we're going and Hughes gonna know you know how to handicap him for his development. And secondly, I don't think we should close the door on Hogan growing and developing into a good quarterback. He's not I don't a, either. He's he's not. This isn't his third third team as a veteran. Right. He's not. He he has a better arm than Brian Hoyer. He has a better head on his shoulders than Brian Hoyer, quite frankly. Yeah. And and, and he has shown more improvement in the last year than than I could well, and, than I ever would have expected.
1: And let's be honest, he he was a, a an Andy Reid pick. He was a fifth round pick
2: last year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: By Andy Reid. Who, yes, cut him, but the belief there was that he was trying to sneak him onto the practice squad. Because he did need a lot of work. There's no question that he needed a lot of work. But he produced in college, too. That was another thing, another article that was shared today in the Chow, was somebody um, comparing Kaiser's college production to Hogan's, and Hogan clearly was better.
2: Yeah, Hogan, Hogan clobbers uh, Kaiser in terms of college production, and there's also, like if we were doing a no-kidding draft uh, comparison, let's say that they were in the same draft with the same numbers, and we were going to compare the two based off of the you know the myriad of different metrics that exist for comparing quarterbacks, one of the things that that's is a strong indicator for quarterback success in the NFL is, is four years starting as quarterback at, at college. Right. So, so the fact that, that Hogan started all four years and he was successful for all four years, um, that would actually bias a lot of metrics towards Hogan over Kaiser.
1: Well, the, yeah, uh, that and the fact that, uh, he, he dude's an athlete. Like they had his uh, four cone and his um, vertical, and they're like scary. Yeah, the dude is and so much, much more- better than Kaiser's. By the way,
2: the dude is is so much more athletic than he gets credit for. Oh yeah, guy can run. He can't. He can run. He's agile. Um, his and his pocket awareness has also improved a ton. Oh yeah, I mean. Watch the Jets game. I mean he read the the pocket pressure really well. Uh against a pretty decent defensive line with Sheldon Richardson and, mm-hmm. and Williams. Yeah. Um so I I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel optimistic and excited to see what Kevin Hogan can do with a team that gets the prep for him and, and see how he how he does as the guy. I agree, uh, and if he does well against the Texans, I think I think we gotta give him at least a few games. Oh, yeah. and say these are his. Let let Kaiser sit back, learn, see see the things that that Hogan is doing well, and and I think hope, either way, either I hope way, Hogan his way into a starting job.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. I do too. That's my 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 wish is that. Hogan is the guy and that he comes in and he proves it no matter what though I think he should have at least until the bye what week is that uh, I don't even know is it nine I don't know what week I buy it What's our, when's our London game I don't know I should know because it'd be the week before or after right
2: um. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up now. In any case, though, I mean, I think that from a conceptual standpoint, um, I mean, we would have said the same about Kaiser in Week One that we need to give Kaiser a buy. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see how Hogan does, and as long as I mean, if he looks as we expect him to look, then, then that sounds about right to me. That that the the floor for Hogan. We'll probably take him to the bye without an issue.
1: Right, right.
2: Yep. I'm totally wrong. As I often am. But when is it? Um, the bye will be. So we play the Titans after the. So, so the next. So we play the Titans next. Mm-hmm. October 29th. We play the Vikings. Okay. Uh, in London. Oh man, that's going to be an early.
1: Start. Especially for us. Yeah. Well, no, it'll be later for us.
2: No, it'll be early. It'll be it'll be early? 6.30. In... We're going to have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning
1: in order to watch this game. Well, yeah, but it'll be... Yeah, okay. I know. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to wake up and watch that one. Vikings
2: just... are so good. I mean, I mean they're... I, would, I wouldn't say they're like so good as in they're... No, they they're pretty good. But they're they're legit. Yeah,
1: they're they're good. They're they're legit. We don't have much of a chance in that game. No. No, no, no. So our buys after that? Our buys after that week. Okay.
2: Yes. Okay. So Yeah. Then tech, I can... So we should we should give him the Texans, Titans, and if he totally crashes against the Vikings in a weird time zone in a weird continent against an extremely good defense, I don't think we can hold that against them. No. Neither do I. Neither do I. And on the same note, there's no way that we should be starting Kaiser in those situations. No. Uh, uh-huh. Especially if we care about his mental health. Yeah, no. No, no,
1: So maybe we, we we visit it at the bye and see where we're at.
2: You know we're going to be talking about this every week for the rest of the season, but.
1: Well, we you know, are because that's I hope just. We don't way. have any.
2: I hope we don't have any cause to say that we should start Kaiser right. again. This—that's
1: my hope. That's my hope here. So we're gonna—we're gonna think this is a good place to take a break, uh, and then we will be back with our second segment where we're gonna talk the Texans game and, and beverages and beverages, and tell you, uh, yeah, what we think about this uh, upcoming game. So
0: we will see you in a bit. See ya. Hey, have you ever been outside and your legs were cold or people were giving you weird looks? Hi, I'm Darth Batman from the Debian Network and I'm here to tell you about this new innovative product pants. Pants from the makers of loincloth and fig leaf. What are pants, you ask? Pants are this new lower body clothing, much like the skirt, except for with our patented pant leg technology that wraps the clothing around each individual leg. How does it work you ask? Pants are very simple to operate, just stick each leg in the pants on opposite sides and pull up. Just that easy. You may be wondering how much a wonderful product such as this would cost. $100? $200? No! With this radio only offer, you can purchase pants for a simple price of $19.99. Just call 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS And if you call now We will throw in a second pair of pants for free Just pay extra shipping and handling Again, that number is 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS Operators are standing by
1: Welcome back to Triple B. I am scotty73, along with robo Dog. There we go. So, we are going to go over what we are drinking. I know everybody waits for this part of this segment. All two of you. Talking to you, Darth. Listeners. Yes. Well, they're all Darth. listener, but it counts as a lot because he has many personalities in his head. <laughs> so, uh... I am sticking to my no really good beer rule until we win a game. So I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, which is all right. It's not bad, you know. It's Sam it's Adams. Definitely. But... Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a it's a good Oktoberfesty beer, I guess. I don't know. Sam Adams. Eh. Anyway. What are you drinking, Robo?
2: I am drinking ten uh, year old Tawny Port from oh, I'm not jealous at all. Napa Valley. It is delicious. I'm not jealous. Uh, I actually picked up this bottle on
1: Sunday just before
2: just the before valley it, burned down.
1: Yeah, just before the huge fires.
2: I kid a little bit. I mean it's really it was really strange. I was so I was visiting friends in the Bay area or from the Bay area in Napa. And we left on Sunday afternoon winery where I picked up this port, um, Prager port, by the way, it's if you ever visit Napa and you want a distraction from the miles and miles of, of wineries producing Cabernet Sauvignon, then (laughs) Prager port works and it's delicious. Um, but yeah, departing from this winery, we saw the fire. And we're like, oh, look, somebody's having a bonfire in their backyard. Not realizing that.
1: Yeah, that it was 12, actually everything. Yeah, a huge fire. Who knows? Maybe it was somebody having a bonfire in their backyard.
2: And it's it's so strange because you can trace like our vehicle's um, path that day. And we crossed through what would become the burn zone like four times. Wow! And we stopped at a winery that that ended up so Chateau Montalena. If you've seen the movie Bottle Shock, it, that's the the winery featured in that movie. We stopped there, and the fire like came all the way up to there and stopped. Um, and drove to this other winery in the mountains, which is in the middle of the mountains that caught on fire, which 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 basically. Threatened to burn down the entire Silverado Trail, and I don't know. It's it's be wow. that we were so it was 20- following you from all of that. I wouldn't. No, I I wouldn't say that any of the places that we actually went burnt down. So it couldn't have been following me. At least I hope not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I hope it wasn't following you. That w- that would be bad. That would be horrible.
2: Wow. <laughs> that would be the worst. Yeah, that would be.
1: All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about this game coming up. Mm-hmm. So what do we think?
0: Um,
2: well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I have a feeling we're going to switch roles this week. Uh, and and I'm going to play the senseless optimist. And you're going to play the the cynic that drives us, that brings us all down.
1: Um well, after yesterday, I, I think I'm. That's I'm, I'm going to be a cynic for about. Like, a long time. Yesterday is the day that shall not be mentioned. Yeah. This, mm.
2: um,
1: it had to be the freaking Yankees.
2: But the, I think I think we're going to beat the Texans. Uh, I think the loss of crazy
1: Lenny merciless
2: <laughs> and JJ Watt, it makes their defense fairly average. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson. You know uh, Watson's averaging like five touchdowns a game, right? As stellar as he might be, I think that that our defense is fairly solid and is fairly good at putting pressure on quarterbacks in ways that they're not used to seeing it. And I don't think he's going to be. Sm- I don't think he has the the experience to dis- dissect uh, our a Greg def-
1: Williams defense.
2: Right, yeah, I mean I think Greg Williams has holes in his defense, but I don't think that's Yeah, but that's more of a uh,
1: that's more of a uh roster issue than it is his defense issue.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, the, this is a, a conversation for which I feel like I should come armed with more evidence, but, <laughs> but defense is inherently flawed. Like the idea that that almost every play he's using like his linebackers as as near zone coverage. Right. And and that he alternates cornerback blitzes. Um I just think that it's an invitation for for a quarterback find, to find a seam and to exploit mismatches in the middle. Um but you know, we'll we'll see what happens and the, maybe the
1: extent of my knowledge of defenses is that I call a run defense in Madden if I think they're going to run and I call a pass defense in Madden if I think they're going to pass
0: <laughs>
1: that's pretty much all I do and to be fair like, uh, it, th- these concepts are you know foreign to me I don't I, I, I don't get defense like to me you just run and tackle the guy with the ball and rushed when you can. I don't know. I'm kidding. Anyway, I don't think uh, we have a very good chance here during this game. Um, I just think that the uh, the the Texans' offense, I think, is just way too good for us. Um, I think we're gonna have a chance to score some some points. Um. I think Hogan's going to have a pretty good game. Uh, not great, but okay. Um, but I just think we're, we're going to come up short in this one, and I think uh, it's going to be... Uh, I think we're going to lose by like three touchdowns. But that's just so if, if we're going to
2: put a score to it, I think we're going to win 25-17.
1: Okay. I think we're going to lose 28-7. Uh, to 7. Wow. You
2: think Hogan only good for seven points?
1: Yes. Because I think that just, defense is still good, even without J.J. Watt and the, whatever his name is.
2: After the full segment of optimism that you gave us about how cool Kevin Hogan is, you're going to tell me that he only scored seven points?
1: All right, fine. 14. sounds better there Hmm. no i i do think hogan's going to be a good quarterback i just don't think it's going to be against the texans i think i think there's no
2: way that deshaun watson scores 28 points i I think that that there's no way that he's he's going to be able to match up that well against us
1: Uh, right but who's going to cover what's his name
2: I mean yeah Hopkins is good. I mean McCordy's also pretty good. Yeah. And and hopefully we get to him quick uh efficiently enough or quickly enough so that that he doesn't have time to hit Hopkins the way that he likes to, but
1: Right, but remember his 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 big thing this year is he scrambles. So he he's kind yeah. of like a big Ben where he so we'll he, he runs him.
2: around and Big Ben didn't do it. Big Ben scored 16 points against us. If Big Ben scores 16, no way Watson scores 28.
1: Yeah, but Big Ben's showing his age. I mean, he just had a five-interception game. I know. But, I mean, Watson is kind of that quarterback, though, where he, he can run around and let Hopkins get open and then throw the ball 50 feet in the air. And Hopkins jumps up with his rocket boots and catches it. That's, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I think Hogan's going to have a good game. I'll put it that way. Not enough for us to win. But I think we're going to come out of it and go, hmm. He's not bad. Much better than Kaiser. I'll say that. I hope so. I will say that. Yeah. I I think he's going to show more. I think he's going to get Joku and DeValve involved more than Kaiser does. Um, I think he's going to get Duke involved more. Um, And let's face it. The receivers looked better with Hogan in that game. They you do. Know? Well, I mean... Because Hogan and,
2: has a thing called touch.
1: Well, yeah. And and Kenny Britt even said something about that. Uh, I guess uh, a reporter asked him about Kaiser and Hogan. And, uh, you know, he said, Hogan has touch and Kaiser's throwing lasers all the time. So, you know, as as a receiver that that can make it harder um it still shouldn't be an excuse but you know receivers that used to play with uh with Brett Favre used to complain about how hard he threw and how and how difficult it made their job, you know. They would come out and their their hands would be raw because they'd be catching you know Ninety mile per hour fastballs at ten yards. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I I have a feeling the receivers are going to look better this game than they have in the past. But I just don't think we have enough. So, who knows? Who knows? You know, I'll I be still dis- don't think Watson's good. I still think Watson's going to regress as the season wears on, but right now he he he's looking good. So,
2: well, I think I think Watson's going to be like RG3. He's going to he's going to do fantastic this year, but he's only going to be able to scramble for so long. He's not he's not reading he's he's not reading the field. He's not he's not going through a progression like he's going to have to in the future. Right. And, well, and that's ceiling my thing is thing too.
1: Right now. Right right now he's throwing up jump balls and his receivers are coming down with them. Yep. But that's not going to work um all the time, you know. He's going to have to be able to do more. And it it's not all jump balls. I mean, he has made some good throws. I'm not saying he hasn't, but most of his offense is coming off of jump balls. You know, you you throw it up and you have a receiver that can go up and get it, it works. But eventually a team's going to take that away. And you're going to have to make the touch passes. So, other than that, is there anything else we want to talk about before we uh let these fine people go? Our fine person, yes. Our fine person. It's people because it counts as. I Explain this. It counts as more than one person when you have multiple personalities like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, it's 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 um, multiple people.
2: I'm I'm just I'm just really excited to see Njoku continue to devel- continue to develop, and I'm really excited to see Miles Garrett. Yes. Uh, you know one week further into his recovery on his ankle, take advantage of what seems to be a fairly ineffective line. And now obviously Watson's ability to scramble sort of commands the, uh, it sort of, sort of is, is a check against the, the porous nature of the line. Yeah. And I want to see, want to see how Garrett responds to a, tr- to a scrambling quarterback, because you have to deal with that differently than you deal with like a statue.
1: So well but remember we also have Ogba. Yeah. So I mean I could see Garrett running Watson into Ogba. Or vice versa. Yeah, you know, I mean well, that that was a I mean let's be honest, I think that th- was our our dream coming into the season was to watch you know, was was to watch Garrett run quarterbacks into Ogba. I don't uh, Ogba smash. Ur. So if
2: I was, if I was Watson, I would watch for Garrett to over pursue. And then, and then I would cut in front of like behind Garrett. And I, I have right. a feeling to see Watson scrambling to Garrett's side, trying to get Garrett too deep into the backfield. Yeah. Um, Or or vice versa. I mean, Agba has been a fairly has been consistently a non-factor this year. Uh, I I don't. I mean, maybe maybe we're going to start to see Agba succeed uh, more now that now that there is a a a force
1: opposite of him. Right. Uh, Remember, we get Jamie Collins back too.
2: We do, and hopefully his mind is is ready. I mean, he obviously. I think it is. I think this was more
1: of a. I think you were seeing the the new NFL concussion protocol more than you were anything else. Um, yeah. And I think that's keep them out you know, even if they're okay, we keep them out, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And then, you know, we, we're not going to rush people back anymore. This isn't going to be a one week thing now where you miss yeah. a game and you're back in there. This is going to be a two to three game process now. So I, I think he's fine. Um, you know, we have Shelton back, uh, you know, he's going to take some, some double teams. So he's going to, he's going to be able to, uh, to take some of that the the lineman off of Ogba and Garrett. Um, We did some blitzing with Peppers last week against the Jets. So I'm sure that Williams is going to bring him up again. Now, Peppers over-pursued on on one of his blitzes. He kind of looked like, uh, you know, he he, he over-pursued. So, you know, he kind of looked like Mingo on that one play. Kind of ran right past the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he thought yeah. he was starting in his normal position, which is like 50 yards away from the quarterback. So he thought he had to, you know, thought he had more room. I don't know. But hopefully that experiment's over with. Yeah. I mean, I he he, he played him back in that game in the Jets game but not as much. It wasn't every play well, I mean, like it had been.
2: I don't think I don't think it's an experiment that'll that'll be done. I think it's I think we're going to see Peppers play that position or or somebody in that position for a while because that's just Greg Williams's scheme. He likes to play the single high safety look and that guy is the catch-all for anything that goes sour right or anything that needs Basically, like a preventative uh, safety, or a pre- uh, yeah, I mean he's the safety, but yeah. but a a person to check or to enable all of the guys up front to be aggressive. Um, an angel, if you will. An angel, if you will, and, and I think I obviously I think it's a flawed scheme.
1: It um, is, but I think but if you do two
2: people. With the same route that are symmetrical on opposite sides of the field, peppers is going to have to cheat in one direction. You throw it the other way. I mean, it's. It seems to me like there are. This this is an easily defeatable scheme, and the Greg Williams is banking on the ability of not giving the quarterback enough time to process his environment in order to defeat us. Uh, And I think that quarterbacks in general are too smart in the NFL to beat it. But uh, I. Again, we're in the it we're really highly ranked with our defense for total yards right. and
1: and I think his I think that scheme predicates itself on getting pressure on the quarterback. So, yep. I think it will probably start looking better once we get Garrett in there and once we start getting more consistent pressure on the quarterback. I
2: mean, I hope so. And I, mean, I think
1: didn't uh, the Jets have a good line, don't they? They do. A good offensive line? Their offensive line, I have no idea. Cuz let's be honest, for 15 snaps, Garrett looked pretty good. He for 19, 19 snaps, yeah. sorry.
2: He looked he looked excellent. Like no I mean even though PFF rated him fairly poorly and I think he had a he had a big mistake against the run.
1: You yeah, know, but you know what? PFF. I don't get how Are they he, do some of that. He did you know, have a take against the run, though. Like, like one of their things that they dinged him on was that he didn't play enough downs.
2: Yeah, which is like idiot. really.
1: Like the like their thing was he disappeared in the fourth quarter. Well, of course he did. He they took him out. They said they were he was on a snap count. You can't hold that yep. against him.
2: Yes you can. Of course you
1: can. can. <laughs> Whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: Alright. I think it's time to wrap this one up. Okay. So for our two listener out there, we will say good night. Enjoy the game on Sunday. A uh, lot to look forward to, I think. Um, a lot of really interesting storylines to tune in for, definitely. Uh, and we will be back here uh, Monday or Thursday, either one. We'll figure it out. Um,
2: Monday or Thursday yeah. or in between.
1: Yeah, Monday or, or Thursday or any day in between. The first, we will be back at some point and we will talk about... You know, what happened with the Houston game and what we're looking forward to with the Tennessee game and uh, stuff like that. So we will see you guys next week. See ya.